0: Distance balls. Sure, they go far, but do they do anything else? The new ERC Soft does. Callaway completely reinvented the way a distance ball performs. Engineered with a new, fast, hybrid cover and a graphene infused dual soft fast core. It's a new kind of distance ball, one that actually feels soft and spins more. And once you're on the green, ERC Soft's triple track technology will help you dial in your alignment. Get Callaway's longest ball with soft feel today at callawaygolf.ca. The campaign bombshell of photos of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in blackface and brownface has many people calling him a hypocrite. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. My guest Vanmela Subramaniam from the National Post talks to us about the scandal, what Trudeau has said about it, and why it is so problematic for the Liberals. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment and fill out the survey that we have in our show notes. Also, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to the show, leave us a rating and a review. So Miller, Wednesday afternoon, amid everything else going on with the election campaign, Time Magazine dropped a bit of a bombshell into everything. What can you tell us about Time Magazine's story and the accompanying photo?
1: Right. So Time Magazine published this very interesting picture and story of Justin Trudeau dressed as Aladdin in a Arabian Nights themed gala at a very posh private high school that he taught at in Vancouver, and it, part of his costume was he had painted his face, his neck, his hands, from what we can tell, in very dark makeup. So essentially, brown face, trying to imitate you know, a Middle Eastern or South Asian person. And so we saw in the article that this happened in 2001 when he was 29 years old. And that kind of kicked off this uh, scandal, so to speak.
0: So he's at this gala event. He's dressed in costume and he has his skin painted a a dark uh, brown, we assume, because it was uh, a black and white photograph was anyone else dressed up at this event?
1: According to the Time article, actually, he was the o- Trudeau was the only person in the event who was wearing blackface. Everyone else was dressed up. Uh, it was, you know, some it was a masquerade party of sorts, and people wearing costumes. But it appeared to be that he was the only one who had gone so far as to paint his face brown.
0: So I imagine this caused a bit of a stir on social media Wednesday evening, both from Trudeau's opponents and from uh, people of color more broadly. What were people saying on Wednesday?
1: So there were a variety of opinions. There were people of color out there saying, listen, guys, this is not such a big deal. We're not that offended by this. This was a one-time thing. And and people who were saying that generally tended to be older Uh, and you know, I found that younger people of color and just younger people in general had a different opinion. They, they were horrified by this. They found that it was absolutely preposterous. Uh, and that kind of blew up into this massive scandal. We saw headlines on the BBC on guardian on the New York times. And that's kind of how it it felt like a bombshell in those first few hours.
0: So at some point, Justin Trudeau stepped up in front of cameras and microphones to explain the photos. What did he have to say for himself on Wednesday?
1: Right. So uh, about two hours perhaps after the photos, uh, the the Time magazine article, sorry, came out, Justin Trudeau spoke to reporters and it was pretty brief. It was about six to seven minutes and he essentially apologized for what he said he said that it was 2001, and at that point, he did not know that what he was doing, uh, painting his face in brown makeup, was racist. And since then, he has realized his actions were racist. He was pissed at himself, and he's very sorry for what he did, although, you know, he did mention that it doesn't excuse it. So it it was a it was a short apology. Um, that that's kind of what we heard from him at around eight p.m. last night.
0: And in the wake of that, uh, Conservative leader Andrew Shearer and NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, they also made their voices heard. How did they respond to this controversy?
1: Jagmeet Singh actually made a statement about the Time Magazine article and the brown face picture before Justin Trudeau apologized for it. So uh, he actually commented on this twice. So the first time he was at a scrum, he had seen the headline and off the top of his head, uh, he made a really you know straightforward remark that Justin Trudeau was mocking black and brown people. It was an act of mockery and it's hurtful for racialized people in this country, marginalized communities. Uh, The second time around, it was uh, after Trudeau had apologized. Um, Jagmeet reacted to that. And he was very emotional. He said that he had experienced racism and he feels deeply hurt by seeing someone else, the leader of this country, mocking uh, demeaning people of colour by wearing, kind of trying to dress up like them and painting his face and he he told Canadians that it, it's really not about the Prime Minister, it's about them and he wants them to know uh, that they Canada's still a good place to be in and to not feel hurt by everyone because of this and Justin Trudeau is one person so it was very, uh, quite an emotional short, short you know Uh, uh, kind of statement from him, but I thought it was powerful.
0: And we learned last night that the incident in 2001 wasn't the only incident where Justin Trudeau may have painted his skin inappropriately. What can you tell me about other incidents?
1: Right. So then we started to... Realized that news started coming out that this was not the first time that this had happened. so two two things happened there. First of all, a when Justin Trudeau apologized, a reporter asked him whether this was the first the only time he had wall of black paint on his face. And uh, he said, no, there was another time when he was in high school where he dressed up uh, as Harry Belafonte and sang Deo, uh, the famous song Deo. And so kind of about half an hour after that, we saw the release of this exact photo. He was standing there in costume with, again, his face painted black.
0: And then, since then, we've learned of another incident, another video. What about this uh, this latest one?
1: And then, uh, you know, in, in the in the morning, in the early hours of the morning on Thursday, uh, we woke up to news that he had, in fact, again painted his face black. I can't quite place where exactly he was. It seemed to be that he was prancing around with his friends in a lawn of some sort Um, and there was a video of that so he is wearing an afro hair wig his face is painted black completely black and he is has his tongue stuck out in, in almost as if you know what he's doing is funny it's not clear how old he was at that time you know when when exactly this why exactly this video was taken and you know what he was doing then but We basically have now uh, three incidents of him in black or brown face.
0: And Trudeau spoke to reporters again on Thursday. Did he give any more justification for this other event or the idea that maybe he should have known better all along?
1: So he made a very long kind of speech today, answering reporters' questions uh, addressing that third incident, and he started off by d- apologizing very deeply for what he did. He acknowledged his own privilege. He said that you know it he had grown up in such privilege that he was just not aware that things like this were racist, and he even called it his his blind spot, so to speak. One thing he didn't do, however, is he re- he refused to disclose exactly how many times uh, he had worn. Black or brown face. He had dressed up and painted his face in dark colors. Um, he said he he alluded to the fact that this was perhaps not the only three times that he had done it, but he said that he essentially couldn't recall how many times.
0: Now the idea of blackface or brownface as being inappropriate, uh, racist, is not exactly a new idea. What is going through his head when he's doing this sort of thing? Is it just ignorance or or detachment?
1: Well, Dave, that's kind of the question I've I I've, I've had to ask myself as I've, you know, been covering this story. So, I think that he, you know, he alluded to it himself. He said that, you know, he's he was he was raised in privilege. He had a powerful father from a very very rich family, went to private school all his life. Um and he really didn't he perhaps was kind of in a bubble and didn't really understand that what he was doing was racist um but i i I think to some extent he at that point didn't understand how historically violent you know the history of uh, orientalism and racial subjugation is the depiction of blackface uh, in in you know of you know minstrel minstrel films and blackface in. as as an act of, you know, demeaning Black people. I I don't think he had that understanding of the history at that point. I'm not clear if he does, when he actually gained the understanding that Black and brown phase was wrong. He didn't quite explain that. I'm not sure what his journey was. But what I kind of pieced together from, you know, his second press conference was that he was deeply apologetic and very, in fact, embarrassed about what he did.
0: What is it that makes blackface or brownface so problematic?
1: So I'm going to separate brownface and blackface here. Um, I'm going to start with blackface. So what's really offensive about blackface is there's a history of black people being depicted by by white people, and those white people paint themselves in films, to look black and act in a very demeaning way. And there's a long history of hurt and racial subjugation attached to that. That That's blackface. Brownface and generally the characterizations of brown people, Hispanic people, even indigenous people in literature, white literature, is very much exoticizing them making them out to be almost animalistic in a way and, you know, incompetent, stupid, emphasizing certain features on their face, emphasizing the fact that, you know, they're darker than they actually are. There were all these, which which are very racist depictions that have existed for centuries, in fact, in books and films. So when you do that, when you attend a Halloween party and you paint your face black or brown, for a brown or black person looking at that, you're immediately thinking to yourself, oh my God, you're mocking how I look. For you, how I look is a costume. And so that fundamentally is what is offensive about it.
0: Now, Justin Trudeau has pitched himself as the most capable of standing up for minority rights. He's given Canada a reputation as being open to people from other countries. He was very encouraging uh, of people who were fleeing persecution in the wake of Donald Trump's uh, Muslim ban, that Canada was uh, a place where they could come. Does this hurt that image of him or are are people willing to give him a pass? And if so, why?
1: I think it's very early uh, to say what the long-term damage of this will be for his political career. What I would say, however, is that it is a tipping point. I mean, you know, this, in my eyes, is uh, one of the worst scandals coming at the worst time that he has faced. I think at the heart of the issue is, Dave, what, what you were mentioning, the hypocrisy of it all, the fact that he is someone who has campaigned and has actually enacted policies that are very favorable towards refugees, towards immigrants towards people of colour, and, you know, it, he he kind of ran on that. And so for him now to actually be exposed as someone who was pretty racist in the past, I do wonder what that will do to voters. Um, some some people are saying, you know, it doesn't really matter what he was doing when he was younger. What matters is that he follows through on his promises. And to some extent, I would say he has done that uh, to people you know racialized communities and people of color there's a lot more to do and i think he did acknowledge that but but overall i would say it's a tipping point perhaps too early to tell how damaging this might be
0: this controversy seems to have brought up some interesting divisions in this election campaign we have Conservative leader Andrew Scheer, who at one point, uh, responding to questions about candidates who uh, may have had controversial comments in the past, saying that if they've made an apology uh, and they're sincere about it, then I'm fine to forgive them and we can carry on with the campaign. On the flip side, he's saying that this proves that Justin Trudeau is not fit to govern because of what he did 18 years ago or more. And then looking at the Liberals, the Liberals are very much trying to hang comments that Andrew Scheer made 15 years ago on him now as proof that he's not fit to be prime minister. Meanwhile, these same liberal supporters are saying, oh, what Justin Trudeau did 18 years ago isn't that big a deal. Look at his current record. How are these parties reconciling those kind of two-sided statements in all of this?
1: I'll I'll address the liberals first. What I what I think is going to be very difficult for the Liberal Party going forward is to figure out exactly what the ammunition is going to be against the Conservatives, because they really cannot use the ex the uh, the example of all kind of you know the character characterization that the Conservatives are the more racist party. They can't use it anymore because they're just going to come across as hypocrites. On on the other hand, I don't, for, you know, for conservative supporters who are saying, you know, you guys, you guys, liberals, you call us out just because when we do one thing wrong, you would have asked any conservative MP to resign for this or Andrew Shear himself. I would say I don't think the benchmark, that should be the benchmark of comparison. I think Trudeau should hold and the Liberal Party should hold themselves to a standard where they're not comparing themselves to Andrew Scheer and they're comparing themselves to their own record and what they they preach, which is, you know, understanding racialized people in this country.
0: Miller, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you so much, Dave.
0: 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Miller Subramaniam. I'm Dave Brekenridge. Thanks for listening.